oftentimes asked, how do I gather insights on a leader's effectiveness, especially when they are installed as a new leader in a market? Everything I do is relationship-based. I don't enter a professional company and shove material down someone's throat. First and foremost, I need to establish a relationship with the leaders I will be working with. During the process, I am learning about how motivated they are and how willing they are to go through the process. When it comes to relationships, I really wish I could take credit for it all, but I can't, because it's a two-way street. Just as I must establish a relationship with a leader, they too must establish one with me. That is the only way trust can be developed, and trust is everything. Yes, I have the education, the credentials, the years of experience, and these are the things I bring with me when I work with leaders. But I also have a deep ability to relate well with people, to understand them, and to help them, and to be where they are and champion them to where they would like to be. I've learned this through the years of experience with its successes and failures, and those successes and failures touch everything that I do. My work requires me to gather insights about a person's effectiveness. Though highly technical, there are a few steps to it. For example, I may conduct one or more of the following. I'll do an intake. These are discussions that take place about the nature of the engagement. During the intake, we exchange contact information. We'll ascertain what the leader hopes to obtain from the engagement, and we will look at the challenges they'll face and what goals they're trying to reach. I usually have leaders establish three top goals that will be the roadmap for our engagement. Then I'll conduct a needs analysis. This is done to see where the individual is in terms of development. For example, in my career, I have had the ability to work with leaders at different stages of their careers. Some were new to their roles as directors or CEOs. Some were seasoned leaders who were feeling stuck and needing to find a new way to look at their work. Some were in their final stages of their careers and were looking at what kind of legacy they wanted to leave. A needs analysis allows me and the organization who hires me to see where each person is at. I always, always schedule shadowing sessions. Watching a leader in the environment in which they must obtain results is a powerful way to help people modify their behavior. For example, it was only after a shadowing engagement that a leader I worked with was able to come to grips that he never smiled and that those around him thought he was angry. In his culture, smiling was reserved for close friends and family, so work was a very serious business for him. As soon as he became aware of how this one small thing was impacting his ability to lead, he changed his behavior. Others told me he was a changed guy. He himself felt changed. It was a small thing that oftentimes derails an individual's progress. But only by watching him in action was I able to pinpoint the issue. It's a small thing, but it's also a very big thing. 360-degree feedback interviews that I do are conducted in real time and oftentimes face-to-face, -face, either by video or in person. These types of interviews allow me to gain a deeper understanding of the individual, and I can ask for specifics on behavior rather than relying on opinions which are usually culturally bound. Your peers, colleagues, stakeholders, and employees all bring their cultural biases with them to work. Only through real-time, in-person interviews am I able to customize questions that address their biases and give me a clearer picture of who the leader I am impacting is. I'll have the leader take an assessment or two. This allows the person to gauge for themselves where they stand in the development process. If they could see where they are, they will be able to know where they are going. 
Family interviews and interventions may also be needed. Depending on the nature of the work, the location where the person will be or is working, family interviews may be necessary. For example, one leader I worked with began screaming at his staff. It was not like him to behave that way. But after we established trust, he was able to open up and tell me his wife was not adjusting and was thinking of going back home with the children to India. He was confused and felt that he had to choose between the company and his family. I worked closely with him and his family, and after a few sessions with the spouse and children, the children began to function better in school, the wife became active in volunteer work, and even started taking classes at the local college. The leader relaxed and began to function better at work with improved staff communication. The list I just mentioned are only a few of the ways I impact leaders. However, the one thing that remains constant is that I work in real time with the leaders who engage with me. That is because adults learn better when they can make adjustments to their behavior while things are happening. Of course, I can't be in every situation that a leader may find themselves in, but with the on-the-spot adjustments to some of their major issues, they can build the awareness of their behaviors and how they impact others as they move through their careers. In turn, they become confident leaders who are able to adjust their behavior accordingly. In addition, my work with global leaders will always include some cultural diversity because all of us bring our culture to our jobs. Understanding and building awareness about your own culture will make you more effective when working with people in a diverse community. In addition, it will take tolerance and accepting of others, which leads to inclusion. 